0: Right now at Kohl's, it's the last minute gift sale. Take an extra 20% off and save on kitchen must haves. Get 25% off toys and get 20% off fragrance gift sets. Plus, get Kohl's cash. Plus, fast and free store pickup. Still not sure what to get? Our gift cards are always a great idea. Give with all your heart. Shop Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Select Styles 20% offer valid December 21st through December 24th with promo code receive 20 Offers and coupons do not apply to Toys and Beauty. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. Hey everybody, I have three stories to unpack for you today, so let's just jump right in. First, I have a story about a Trump rally in Panama City, Florida last night, where a supporter yelled out that they should shoot immigrants. And when the man said it, Trump smiled and the people cheered. And then Trump said something that really encouraged it. I'm also going to give everybody an update on our first victory that we've had so far with our action steps. And it's about a case in Tennessee that I talked about last week. And we'll close today by exposing some of the horrible practices that are happening all over the country with kids who can't afford their school lunch. Let's dig in. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The the Breakdown. The the, the Breakdown. The, 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 The Breakdown. We don't talk a lot about Trump on The Breakdown because every news station and newspaper in the country has pretty much become a 24-7 outlet for all things Trump. And it's caused some essential stories that need to be told to either be missed or just underreported. But last night, Trump held a KKK meeting, I mean a a political rally in Panama City, Florida, and he started talking about how immigrants were invading the country, which they aren't. Net immigration is actually at an all-time low, And then Trump went down a rabbit hole about how immigration forces just weren't allowed to use weapons. And he asked a question of the crowd, and he knew what the answer was going to be. He asked a question of the crowd, how do you stop these people? And a man yelled out, just as you would expect, shoot them. And Trump smiled and chuckled. And instead of taking just a moment to say something basic like, Hey, no, no, no. It's not OK to say that. The crowd roared and Trump then said that that part of Florida might be the only place that you could say that and get away with it, which the crowd loved. Now, I want to play the clip for you. It's a short clip. All right. Here we go. Breakdown. Yeah. When you have 15,000 people marching up and you have hundreds and hundreds of people and you have two or three border security people that are brave and great. And don't forget We don't let them, and we can't let them use weapons. We can't. Other countries do. We can't. I would never do that. But how do you stop these people? You can't. There's no... That's only in the panhandle you can get away with that statement. Now, in the clip that I just played you, and that's the clip that's being widely shared, you can't hear the man saying, shoot him. You can kind of discern the moment. And it's the same thing when you watch the video. So Rachel Scott, who is a reporter for ABC, she's there at the rally and she interviewed a Trump supporter right there, you know, somebody with a Trump 2020 hat on. And she just asked the person, hey, what was said and what happened? And I want to play that clip for you as well. If you don't mind, I need just a second to break this down. Break it down. The past three years have been the three worst years ever measured for hate crimes in America. And not just around the United States, but all over the world, white supremacist violence is surging. And over and over again, the white men leading these attacks openly admit that they've been inspired by Donald Trump they say it in their own words. In 2018, listen to this, every single American killed in a terrorist attack in the United States was killed by a conservative white supremacist. All of them. And when we asked the Trump administration something simple like, what is your plan to address this crisis, to address the fact that 100% of the people killed in this country in terrorist attacks last year were killed by white supremacists, they've got nothing, nothing at all. In fact, they've admitted that they've lessened their surveillance of white supremacists, and Trump is actually emboldening them on purpose. It's what he did earlier this week when he offered one of the worst pardons ever offered in all of American history. He pardoned an American soldier who had been found guilty of murder. The soldier was in Iraq and was supposed to transport a prisoner from one location to the next and instead drove the man to the middle of the desert, stripped him naked, blindfolded him, and shot and killed him. And the man was convicted for murder by a jury of his peers, was imprisoned in Kansas, and Trump pardoned the man. And I monitor white supremacist message boards And when Trump pardoned that man, those message boards went crazy. They saw it as a direct sign from Trump that he was in their corner. That an Iraqi life, that a Muslim life, is not worth a white man's life or freedom. And when Trump does these things, in a world full of billions of people, in the only nation that has more guns than people, It just takes a few folk to be motivated to act on it, for it to grow deadly. And I honestly, sincerely think that's what he wants. He loves this, and I truly believe that. Which leads me to our second story. We have to hold politicians accountable. And I have a great update about one of our action steps, where we came together to hold a horrible politician in Tennessee accountable. Now, when we created the North Star and launched this podcast, we said that we're not just doing it to change the news. And we want to change the news, but we're doing it because we want to change the world. So as much as I can, I try to give you all action steps to take so that we can make a difference together. Well, last week on episode 24, I told you a wild story about the Speaker of the House in Tennessee. It's a horrible man named Glenn Cassata whose chief of staff, this is crazy, doctored emails to frame a local activist and cause him to be charged with a crime that he didn't commit. Well, thanks in great part to your phone calls, your tweets, and your emails, that chief of staff has now resigned. But in the process, we learned that the rabbit hole on this case was way worse than we ever imagined. We learned that the chief of staff was openly sending overtly racist text messages calling black folk niggers and idiots and sharing racist memes. And we thought it ended there, but soon we learned that the Speaker of the House himself and him and his chief of staff were sending horribly sexist texts back and forth to each other. Then reporters found texts where the chief of staff admitted to snorting cocaine in the legislative offices. Then texts were found where He was propositioning interns and lobbyists for sex, and it just got crazier and crazier. And the Speaker of the House, Glenn Cassida, just lied to anybody and everybody who'd listen, calling those texts fake news, saying they were all made up. But then a recording was just released yesterday showing that he knew they were real all along. Now, finally, a few Republicans are even calling on Glenn Cassida to resign. But let me tell you, While this man was doing all of that, he was fighting to make poor people take drug tests to get food stamps. While he was doing all of that, he was fighting to make voter registration drives illegal in Tennessee. The man is a racist and a hypocrite. And I want us to take one more action step on this together, all right? Action. 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 take action. I just need you to make a simple phone call today, okay? And this is, whenever you hear this, whenever you listen to it, just want you to put this number in your phone, lock it in. I need you to make a phone call to Tennessee Governor Bill Lee. And I hear from many people that he is a decent human being, all right? He is conservative Republican. But I need you to make a phone call to Tennessee Governor Bill Lee to demand that the Speaker of the House, Glenn Cassidy, Resign for illegally trying to frame an activist Ask that he resign for lying about the racist and sexist texts coming out of his office Ask him to resign for allowing a man to snort cocaine in his office While he was simultaneously demanding that poor people take drug tests for food stamps and benefits Now here's the phone number 615-741-2001 Again, this is Governor Bill Lee of Tennessee. His phone number is 615-741-2001. And just ask to speak to someone in Governor Lee's office. And as always, be respectful and let them know that you want the governor to call on the Speaker of the House, Glenn Cassida, to resign for his unethical behaviors. And when you call, if you don't mind, Just shoot me an email and let me know how that goes, all right? You can email me at sean at Northstar.com. Just let me know how the phone call goes. I just want to see how our progress is moving there. And I just have one more story and action item for you today, all right? Action. 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 Yes. Yes? Social media is powerful because it gives everyday people a chance to tell their story really without needing anybody else's permission. You can just get online and tell it. And what that means, particularly for people of color, is that a lot of stories are getting told for the very first time. And we're starting to learn from people all over the country that school districts are doing some horrible things to students who can't afford their own school lunches. In Rhode Island, the Warwick County School District decided that they'd stop serving warm meals to students who had school lunch balances due. The students would show up, they'd go in line, they'd get their warm lunch, they'd go to checkout and be told they'd have to put it back in exchange for a cold, cheap bag lunch until they paid their lunch balance, which is outrageous that in the middle of the day students are being denied school lunch, a warm school lunch, because of these balances. In Minnesota, you may have learned that Philando Castile's mother just paid thousands of dollars for school lunch balances so that kids could graduate. Now, before he was murdered, you may remember that Philando was a beloved school cafeteria supervisor. And there's so many wonderful stories there. One of the stories was that he had literally not only memorized everybody's name that attended the school, but he even memorized all of their food sensitivities and allergies. And while I was super proud of his mother, How outrageous is it to keep students from graduating if they can't afford their school lunch balances? And that's why many districts across the country have just decided to make school lunch free altogether to avoid all of this shame and embarrassment and ridiculousness. And here's your final action step for the day. I just want you to get involved on the local level. And I can't do this for you. You There are hundreds of thousands of you who listen to this podcast I want you to call your own school district, find their phone number, find their email address. And I just want you to find out what the policy is about this in your district. Ask to see the policy in writing, because many of them will say, well, we don't have a policy. They have a policy. And the policy may be that this doesn't exist. But I want you to see the policy on what they are allowed to do if a student owes money for school lunches and if it's a bad policy, that would be a perfect place for you to begin fighting for some change on the local level. All right. Again, send me an email always at Sean at the and let me know how it's going. making it all the way through this episode of the breakdown. If you haven't already subscribed to our podcast, we'll be right back here every single weekday breaking down important news stories and issues and we'd love it if you could subscribe on your favorite podcast app like Apple Podcast or Spotify and please share this podcast with your friends and family. Our next goal is to get to 100,000 subscribers and we're just not going to get there without you. Have you left a review yet? We need your reviews. On Apple Podcasts, we now have over 5,000 five-star reviews, but we're aiming for 10,000. So we still want to hear from you, so please leave your best review when you get some time. Of course, thank you to the nearly 30,000 founding members of the North Star whose generosity even makes this podcast possible. We love and appreciate each of you so very much. And if you love this podcast, and you want to support our work, or you want to see the show notes and transcripts for each episode, we'd love it if you'd consider becoming a founding member of our community, and you can do that right now at Northstar.com. There we not only have our podcast, but hundreds of original articles and stories and commentaries from some of the leading scholars and thinkers and journalists in the world. It's wonderful. Lastly, a shout-out to our associate producer, Lysandra and our podcasting director and senior producer Willis for their hard work on this and every episode. Take care, everybody. For all you foodies out there, I'm unwrapping a McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel. Ooh, look at this steak. And the juice running down the side. Got a little bit on the wrapper here. Hmm. And then the fluffy egg. And real cheese folded over the side looking just so good. Mm-mm, grilled onions and a butter bagel too. Thumbs up for McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel for breakfast. Love it. Mm. Bye, 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 bye. I participate in McDonald's.